Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Man, I don't know why they got me counting up these MVP ballots, man. I don't know why they got me counting. Yeah, counting man, up these let, me, let me get that. Ballots, dude. I don't you know. don't know why? I don't know why. Let me get this lighter, bro. Let me tell you something, man. I told you this. What you tell me? You can't talk about that Prescott for MVP. I said, hold up. He's going to show you who he truly is. I, we I, know him to be. But I believe. Before you talk about you believe in all that, let me get this. Let me get to work. Because oh, we, we done with this. This is the last time we're going to talk about that Prescott but I, as an MVP. But I believe. Let it burn, baby. But let I it burn. Whoa. But I believe. You got to vote this shit, right? I, I do. But Give me that I, vote. <laughs> and the vote better not be But down. I believe. Light it up, baby. But I, I'm tired of this. Don't believe. But I just like this. You he was winning. He was. You ain't Malcolm. He was winning on all these. He was winning on all these battles. Not the king, dog. Let him burn, baby. He was winning on all these. Give me some more. Give me all these. He was winning on all these. You better not. But he, MVP. I thought I thought there was so much season left to play. With. I know. See, you forgot about the first six weeks. Forgot about them. That's six touchdowns and the four picks. You forgot about that. So he came with the Buffalo, and you see against the other great quarterback what it looks like. Get blown out, and don't forget in the fourth quarter, what happened? Your MVP had 64 yards passing. Like this thing. Don't ever do this again. But, but, but. No, no, no. This is the last time <laughs> we're gonna put this to bed. We're gonna burn all them thoughts you got of him being MVP. But, but, ja- but James. T- James talks a lot. But James Jones talks. Yeah, that James. He but James Jones, he. But James Jones told me that Dak, Dak Prescott's the MVP. He say a lot of different things. And you believe them? But James. Not that thing. Bad. But James told me that Dak. Oh I'm burning James too. <laughs> Dak get burnt, so does James, baby. But James told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it. That's it. Kiss that MVP goodbye. So it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. I guess, in the words of Denny Green, that Prescott, he's exactly who we thought he was. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I that, tried. That Prescott packs tonight. I tried. James, I, I tried. He's low-key like. Listen, I'd order some that, that Prescott cigars. Um. So for Eagle game tonight, uh. if y'all want some, no. I got y'all. MVP me. <laughs> I thought, Joy, I thought, James, that Dak Prescott could do it. I said his road to MVP was simple. Ah. Beat the Seahawks, check. Yeah. Beat the Eagles, check. Beat the Bills, ah, no check. It came to a screeching halt. James Jones, yeah. did Dak Prescott lose the MVP award yesterday? Yes, honest. for this week he did. Oh, this week. Yes, for this, this week he did. And the reason why he lost it is because we didn't put the Eagles game on him. Mm-hmm. Right? Dak Prescott played extremely well, was the best player on the football field, but they lost. Yesterday, it was very clear <laughs> who the best player on the field was, right? On the offensive side of the ball was Josh Allen. On the defensive side of the ball was the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. right? So, for me, the way that game went, 
for you not to have a touchdown pass, for y'all to get blown out Ugh. on the road. And I know it's not all on Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott's the quarterback. Everybody wants to put it on him. But for you to get blown out 31-10, and I know your defense gave up 100 and some yards in the first half rush and all that's cool, but Dak Prescott did not go blow for blow with Josh Allen. And that is what we wanted to see. That is what we needed to see for his MVP. Whether you win or lose it, go blow for blow with Josh Allen. It was a bad outing for him. One of my good brothers on this show says, always tells me, you're going to have bad games. He say that. You're going to have bad games. So I'm not going to hold it against Dak Prescott. That's why I said for this week, it's gone. But Dak Prescott didn't show up yesterday and outdoor Josh Allen. Mm. Yeah, well, we're talking about the MVP. We're not talking about winning games. So... If you do get all the the praise, then you got to get all the criticism when it comes to this particular award. Because overall, I would tend to agree with you. The defense didn't do well. (coughs) Buffalo is doing whatever they wanted to on Mm -hmm. offense, running the ball very well. And Dak has nothing to do with that. But we're not talking about winning or losing the game specifically because Dak has lost games this year that people actually think help his MVP case Mm -hmm. in the the loss to the Eagles. Everyone keeps pointing to that. He he outplayed Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was leading the MVP conversation at that time. They took an L, but no one seemed to care because of the way he played. So if he had played well Mm -hmm. and the defense gave it up, then maybe that would be a different conversation. But as Shady pointed out while he was burning the ballots, we are conveniently leaving out chunks of the season for everyone in the MVP conversation, by the way. We are moving and shaping and twisting the conversation to fit whatever we want the narrative to be, which is why I'm honestly becoming less and less interested in this conversation as a whole, because this year is very unique, and I don't know that we would put this year's MVP up against MVPs of years past when it comes to what the actual conversation is. That said, Dak's case for MVP was contingent upon these wins. We talked about this when I had the checklist and everyone freaked out because he had two back-to-back weeks of really good play and they won the games. I'm crazy. And then what happens? I'm not indicting Dak in this, though, because this is what's going to happen. When you start doing this projecting and moving the needle further than it needs to go without play Dak it up, this is what happens. Is Dak a bad quarterback now because of this game? No, of course not. not. Are they a bad team now because of this game? No. Are they incapable of winning postseason games because of this game? No. No, but it feels like the sky is falling because all of a sudden Dak's out of the top of the MVP race. And it's not reasonable. Mm. Mm. I I am with you all. I'll take it a step further. Dak Prescott has lost the MVP race. This is not my subjective opinion. This is what the objective data has proven. Mm. He has lost it to the point of not being able to win it. Now, as a voter, I am not saying that I am not going to vote for Dak. That's not what I am saying. But what I am saying is history tells us that voters at large will not vote for an individual who gets blown out by 21 or more points in weeks 14, 15, 16, or 17 or later. Only twice in the history of the NFL MVP voting have you seen voters get blown out by 21 or more this late in the season. Now, keep in mind, that 30-7 to loss Peyton Manning had with the Bills, he only played one quarter because the Colts had already locked up the one seed with a 14-2 record. So literally, you have to go back to 1988 to see the last time an MVP won the award getting blown out by 21 or more this late in the season. Now let's talk about the why. Remove the full screen. Let me just talk to the people. The reason for the why is very simple. Either A, voters cannot forget a late season blowout. That is option A. Or option B, an MVP would not get blown out like this this late in the season. Those are the only two truths. Either voters cannot forget if an MVP gets blown out this late in the season, or B, 
MVPs don't get blown out this late in the season. So for this reason, Dak has lost the MVP. You literally have never seen an MVP winner get blown out that bad this late in the season unless you go back to 1988. And I don't see Dak making history in that fashion. I think he's lost it. Really, I will yeah. say, unfortunately. I think he's losing it, right? I don't know if he's lost it yet because he's some other games, other places to play good. But he's losing it. I mean, you had the, the, the stage was set. Everybody just hyped him up. He was playing the best football as a quarterback in the yeah. whole league. He was doing it. That's, that's factual. But I told you, it's easy to have great moments. Easy to have elite moments. It's hard to keep that going, being consistent over and over again, being nice, being nice, being elite, being elite, going against elite teams. The stage was, the stage was set for you. Going against Josh Allen and Buffalo Bills on the road? Supposed to be a good game. That's what yeah. they told us. In the fourth quarter, started fourth quarter, the guy had 59 yards passing. Your MVP, that you said. Mm. Yes, I did. That and you said. Mm. He said it too? Yeah, he did. That you said too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and the great words of Denny Green. He's from Harrisburg. That's what I'm saying. He said it too? He said, Dak Prescott, he is who he thought he was. He's a guy that's going to have some good games, some good moments. But when the lights get real, real bright, they need him most against a good competition, he don't show up. You get smoked against the Niners. Mm. You get smoked against the Bills. They both good teams, which you, which I got to say to me. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna lie though. I was so happy when I seen this game. Oh Why, Shady? God, Why, Shady? Because it's like I speak from the heart. I speak from my eyes. I speak what I see. I speak from experience of knowing the game. And when I watched that Prescott, not this this year, um, other years, he has really good moments. He's a solid, good quarterback, mm. above average quarterback. Cam Newton said, "Game manager, something like that, mm. right?" But when we need you most, things ain't working out. McCarthy has done a great job of putting him in his new offense. I will give him credit for that. The great system. Now it's not working. We need you to make plays. Because we see guys like Lamar Jackson. Things ain't working out. Make plays. Josh Allen. Even though we're not th throwing the ball a lot to, to beat the Cowboys, we ran the ball on some bully-type attitude. Mm -hmm. But we need plays. He made them. Yeah. Dak. Honestly, the Bills missed some picks, too. Yeah. Did they not? Mm -hmm. They did. Oh, don't fight the ball, Wilson. All I'm saying is this. I'm just happy that now we can, all these Cowboy fans, the things you thought about that Prescott months ago, a year ago, a year and a half ago, bring them back. Nah. When you was ready to throw his jersey away and all that to these six games, seven games, nah. it's the truth. Did that it's prove truth. he is only a game manager? Because the most mm. polarizing words in all of sports were spoken last week when Cam Newton went on his own podcast and said, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Tua Vailoa, Jared Goff. But most notably, Dak Prescott is just a game manager. James Jones, did Dak Prescott prove he is only a game manager? Because when I watched that game yesterday, I said to myself, how many other players in losing efforts would have had that minimal of production. And James, I had to do my homework. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen hasn't had a game with that few total yards since 2019 in a loss. Yeah. In a loss. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes has never had a game with that few total yards in a loss. Joe Burrow only once this year, week one, has had that game with that few total yards in a loss. And we all know Joe Burrow was hurt. So what Dak Prescott did yesterday, we've only seen Josh Allen do once in 2019. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes has never done it. And Joe Burrow did it this year when obviously he had a calf injury that kept him out of the offseason. Yeah. Did he prove Dak Prescott that he's just a game manager? No. Dak Prescott is not just a game manager. Dak Prescott is a really good quarterback in this league, was playing the best football as any quarterback in the National Football League. Since Dak Prescott has entered into the National Football League, it's two dudes with more wins than him, and that's the GOAT, Tom Brady, and that's the one chasing him, and Patty Mahomes. So it's one thing that he does do. And I know postseason he runs into some bumps and all that type stuff, but 
Dak Prescott is a winner. Dak Prescott wins games. And I understand Shady said when the lights come on, he don't show up for, for certain games and, and all that. But since he's coming to the league, that, that, that's the stats, and that's a fact. So when you talk game manager, you talk a guy to where you cannot put the football in his hands really ever. And that ain't been Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has won a lot of football games for the Dallas Cowboys on his right arm. He has made a lot of plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Cam Newton was in the league in that stretch. Aaron Rodgers was in the league in this stretch. And since, they have, since he's been in the league, he's behind these two dudes. So when you talk game manager and he's up there and wins, when you talk, the, talk about these dudes, it's tough for me to say game manager. Right. Even when we talk Jalen Hurts, I'm not necessarily saying Jalen Hurts is a game manager, but we get him a, give him a lot of praise because he wins. You know what I mean? So I, I do not agree with that. I don't think Dak Prescott is a game manager. He's too good of a player and too good of a quarterback for us to put him in that game manager conversation. So wait, before you go, mm-hmm. what category do we put him in? Elite? I'm That's what I'm saying. See, he said the, he said oh, the elite ones. No, I'm, I do not put him so in the elite what, conversation. So what you, the elite is Joe Burrow, her. Josh Allen, and, so and you, Patty. Great. He what right are, behind them. He's what? He right behind them. I put Dak Prescott right behind them. Point blank, period. Like, so he's like, We've been seeing it. <laughs> you can go. We've we been sitting here. Joey, break this up for him. Did that prove that he's a game manager? No, I can't get this crazy game to game. I know I'm supposed to be the hysterical one, but I've seen Dak be great in several games this season. I've also seen him be bad Thank in several like games all the this season. Like all the quarterbacks. But if we're going to keep it real, <sighs> we're talking about... Mm. Dak. We're talking about greatness, mm. greatness. This is why this, uh, this conversation has been so irritating. Someone's got to win the MVP, right? Yeah. We've got to give it away this year. Someone's going to win it. Mm-hmm. And if we're being honest, we're going to have to move the conversation around to fix, the conver- to, to fix it and justify it this year with whoever it is that wins it. Because we can admit no one has been head and shoulders consistently throughout the entire season. There are patches of greatness, there are streaks of greatness, there are moments of greatness, but nothing has been sustained. And this is why when you try to move things further than they need to be without the actual evidence and the actual work and the actual accomplishments, the the conversation becomes toxic. Dak has been really good this season. He has had moments of greatness and he has played the best football of his career. Now it's all indicted because he had a blowout loss to the Buffalo Bills, which anyone could see coming. The Buffalo Bills are playing really good football right now. Josh Allen is one of the greats. They're very well coached. When they're healthy, they have a completely different defense. This was not that unpredictable. Like, does anyone, did anyone watch that yesterday and really feel, other than Cowboys fans, like that was an impossible outcome? Getting smoked? Was, yes, it happens. Anybody can get it on any different, mm. and on every different day. You can have a bad game and get smoked because good teams take advantage of anyone that makes mistakes, especially when they're playing well. I'm not surprised with this outcome. I don't think this indicts Dak Prescott's entire career. Highs and lows, what you are consistently is what you are, and that is what it is with Dak Prescott. I'm surprised that, he, that the Cowboys' offense <clears throat> and Dak Prescott look so helpless. I am surprised by that. I have seen quarterbacks look bad this year, very bad. I would even say, if you're talking about the Bills game, Jalen Hurts versus the Bills, the first three quarters, did not look good. We were all watching. Lane Johnson was gone. But then we looked up, and in overtime, Jalen Hurts ended up with five touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He only had 200 passing yards. Like, let's not get it twisted. Jalen Hurts did not play crazy. He only had 65 rushing yards. But even in that game, I looked up and was like, somehow, some way, Jalen Hurts still did a little something-something that made it shake. 
Lamar Jackson has not been that impressive this year, but he will still find a way to find a way to at least make more of an impact. What I was surprised by, Joy, what I was surprised by, James, was the Cowboys' offense just looked helpless. Like, Dak just looked helpless. This is an offense that had put up over 40 points, I believe, four times in their previous six games. But, but why, do you think Lamar Jackson is better than Dak Prescott? I believe he is a game changer. So, yes. Like, as a whole, not just this year, not how Dak looks this year, as a whole. Right now, considering everything that you've seen both of these quarterbacks do, you think Lamar Jackson is better? Yes. I, th- I do, too. I don't think that's an indictment of Dak Prescott. Lamar Jackson won a unanimous mm-hmm. MVP. So Lamar Jackson doing that wouldn't be that surprising, knowing the history of Lamar Jackson Correct. in this league I guess and his talent level. The dilemma for me is we were starting to put, and it sounds like James may still be putting Dak Prescott in that category of people who can change games. James, I look at it like this. 2-5, I'll let you kick it down. I look at it very simple like Dak Prescott, he needs his receivers to ball so that his team can ball. Whereas when you think about Pat, where you think about Lamar, when you think about Josh, if his receivers aren't getting busy, they'll just find a way to get it going. I think about it like the traditional old school point guard. John Stockton needed Carl Malone to get buckets. Allen Iverson, he was just going to get buckets. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, he a point, but he's still just going to get buckets. But Stockton was like, yo, I need scorers as well. That's how I look at Dak. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a distributor. He needs people to score, whereas the other quarterbacks, they don't necessarily need that. 2-5, go ahead. I got nothing to say, man. I'm just, I just want to take all this stuff, all this MVP <laughs> stuff. MVP, MVP. That's it. Now we done with it. That's, I mean, no more MVP. Are we done with the talk now? We're done with it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> somebody take the garbage out. Somebody take the garbage out. <laughs> yeah. Pass that. Uh, from one aspiring MVP to a person who's already won a couple MVPs, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they won yesterday, but the sky still appears to be falling on the Chiefs. How concerned are we despite the Chiefs win? Patrick Mahomes was irate on the sideline after Kadarius Tony dropped another pick. Let's get to it when we return. Don't forget, check us out every day on the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Trash, please. Trash. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're in second and short, second topic of the day, and this might just be the best one. Patrick Mahomes, they got into the win column, but it was not pretty. Mahomes, you will see, do a couple of interceptions, but the crazy thing is it hit his receivers on the hands during both of the picks. He went to the sideline, and he was distraught, trying to figure things out, figure out why in the world it hasn't gotten better. If I may officially hit the panic button once again on the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, we're getting creative with the lights in here. Um, Shady, I'm panicked. I'm panicked, I'm panicked, I'm panicked, I'm panicked. I am at the point in the season, big, big dog, where I no longer care about the wins and the losses if you're going to make the playoffs. If you're going to make the playoffs, I don't care about the wins and the losses. I care about how you look. And at this point in time with the Chiefs, even though they won, 
All of our concerns from before the game, they existed in the game. Mm. Kadarius Tony dropped interception. Boop, boop. What happened with Kadarius Tony week one Detroit Lions, a game in which they lost? Dropped interception, went back to the end zone. Travis Kelsey, he hasn't had the same gross output this year as he had in years past. What happened? Travis Kelsey drops a touchdown in the end zone. What happened with the other receivers? Patrick Mahomes needs some help. Another ball goes to both his receivers' hands, gets intercepted because the defensive linebacker wanted it more. <laughs> I'm still concerned about the Chiefs because, yes, they won. But it didn't look good. And you're not going to play the Patriots in the playoffs. When the Chiefs have played playoff or fringe playoff teams, these errors have cost them. Detroit Lions, Denver Broncos, Buffalo Bills. But when the Patriots play the lower tier teams, you don't have to be perfect. Because Bailey Zappi's not going to beat you even if you are. So I'm concerned because, yeah, they got the dub. But the receiver's still dropping passes for picks. Travis Kelsey has yet to have that crazy Travis Kelsey game, and the offense is still in a sleep or a slumber. Where do you stand? Should the Chiefs be concerned? Man, they, they win is an issue. They lose is an issue. Mm. I'm going to say I do not panic. <laughs> I'm not panicking right now. I mean, watching this game, it's like, yeah, it was it – was, they had the game kind of at the end of the second half under control, right? Even though Kadarius Tony with the pick on the drop. They won the game. That's all you can do is win the game on the road, right? And Pacheco didn't play. The last two, last two games he didn't play, they struggled to run the ball. Pat had 300 yards, he, he threw his own pick, and then he threw a pick from help of a teammate. But I can't sit here and panic when they won the game. You could build up this as, as far as mo, um, um, momentum. They won. I told they But won. do they look good? Man, listen. No, listen. no I don't want to listen. Do they look good? Don't man listen me. Do they look listen. good? When you win the game, you, could look, you look even better. So they didn't look good, right? They didn't look great. They didn't look bad. They look bad. That offense. I watched the game. They look bad. They Two look picks. Bad. Hit yeah. the receiver in both hands on both of them. Yep, yep. Travis Kelsey dropping touchdowns. Those issues have cost them games against even, better teams. E- even a touchdown with Kelsey, like if he throw that ball him ten times, he's gonna catch nine of them. I'm not about to, 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 to I guess, um, not hate, but, but, but diss a team that won. I can't do that. They won the game. It could have been better. Could have been by more points. It could have been less picks, less drops. They won. Mm-hmm. And their best running back didn't even play who's been getting crazy busy right now, giving a lot of crazy work. So I can't sit here and, 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 and blame the Chiefs for this win because it didn't look great. It's the NFL. It won't look great. Eagles, when we played the, the, uh, the Patriots, we won that game. It didn't look great. Yeah. But we still got tied for the best record in football. <laughs> I like the win, Joy. I like wins more than losses. Also, Shady, they're, they're better. But... but, but. <laughs> Bring it over here to him. No, 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 no. It's not working for me. They should be concerned. A panic, this is the panic button, right? This isn't the concern button. That's the panic button. Yeah, I'll need to hit the panic button. Again, this Chiefs team is going to be in the postseason. Do we know the other teams that are going to be in the postseason for the AFC? I don't know. Yes, we do. Yeah, some of them go up against the Chiefs. Might not be the best matchup for them. Are they going to win some games in the postseason? I think they will, despite everything that's happened in this game and prior games that they've lost. Look, the Patriots are not a very good team this year. You would like to see them beat down the Patriots because of what we know of them. Mm-hmm. They still won by double digits. 
right? What I don't like is the turnovers. That is what's concerning to me. The, the, the offense, it, there was moments. Rice looked good. They, they, they held some things together. They were in control of the game at some point, like Shady said. The turnovers I don't like because a team that is playing well, a team that is good, as you're going to see in the postseason, will make you pay mm-hmm. for those turnovers. That is what's concerning to me. This is a Chiefs team that is quarterbacked by the best quarterback in football, that's coached by the best coach in football, that has some, one of the most potent offensive weapons in football and Travis Kelsey still, they get into the postseason, which they will be, then it's, it's, it's fair game for anybody. I just don't like the turnovers. But here's where I'm concerned. And here's where the reason I'm concerned is we keep talking about what we hope will happen or think will happen. Mm -hmm. But like Travis Kelsey hasn't been one of the most potent offensive weapons in football this year. Patrick Mahomes, by nature of his wide receivers not helping him out, hasn't even been able Mm -hmm. to be as dynamic as he can be. These turnovers, we've seen them in week 15 and we've seen them in week one. So what leads me to think that they're going to change in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. What leads me to think that all of a sudden Kadarius Toney's not going to make mistakes in the playoffs? Week one, he made a mistake. It cost him the game. Buffalo Bills, he made a mistake that cost him a game. Yesterday, he made a mistake that could have cost him the game. Here's the week one play in case you all are so old that you may have forgotten because of amnesia. It's been happening all season. I do not think, James Jones, that all of a sudden the Chiefs are going to get into the playoffs and magically get right. Yeah. Hit that for me. You, nah, I don't want to do your work. Go ahead, big dog. Let me see, man. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Not in 4K. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and it's panic time. And the reason why it's panic time, I've been in both these situations. Number one, right, you dropping the football, right? And this is what's about to happen, right? I done, be, I done dropped some passes, and I done came to the sideline after I've dropped them passes games later and be like, dang, I'm open right there. Let me go show 12. Nah. I've been tricking these things mm-hmm. off. I've been dropping the football. So it's going to come a time to where Patty Mahomes is going to be hesitant to throw him the ball because he does not have confidence in him. And you can say everything you want to say. I got confidence in J.J. I got confidence in Kadarius Tony. When you get in the heat of the moment, you are going to remember him dropping these passes and you're not going to have confidence in throwing him the football even if he is open. That's number one. Number two, I've been in a situation to where you are not on the same page. Ball one step behind you because you ran the wrong route uh, a hair late or turned in a hair too early, right? The chemistry is not there with them. And I've been saying on this show, it is going to take an offseason, a year or so, to get on the same page with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is different, right? There's so many different ways Patrick Mahomes can get you to football. You're really never covered. The receivers have to understand the way Patrick Mahomes plays the game. Travis Kelsey knows the way he plays the game. Tyreek Hill knows the way he plays the game. Juju Smith was getting to know the way he plays the game. These young receivers are still learning learning the way Patrick Mahomes plays the game and where he wants to put the football in certain spots. And I understand the clear drops. I'm not talking about that. But when we watch these goal balls to where the receiver's bending in and Patty's throwing it there, when we watch uh, MVS run these corner routes, Patty wants him to keep it high and he's running it flat and the ball's there. This is chemistry problems. This is not going to change. And when you get in the playoffs and you're going to play these good teams consistently, it is going to be tough on the Patriots. I mean, oh, tough on the Chiefs. If Dak Prescott makes it to the NFC championship success if Lamar Jackson makes it to the AFC championship success success. if Josh Allen makes it to the AFC championship success 
Patty is chasing Super Bowls. With what they have right now and the way they are playing right now, that's why I'm saying panic time because this doesn't scream Super Bowl to me. And that's what Patty's chasing. It's not a success if Patty gets to the AFC Championship because we expect Patty to get to the Super Bowl and win it. I I also think, well, go ahead, go ahead, Joy, because I have a different thought. No, no, go ahead. I also think there's a trust issue with State. So what what teams uh, in the AFC are so, like, I don't know, consistent. I'm just saying, I don't, I'm not confident in this offense going up against the Ravens' defense. All right, so other than the Ravens, right? Well, there's I'm just saying it's good teams. The, I'm just, I'll answer. No, 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 no. Can we, can he said it. Because he said it. Can we I, I'll answer? co-sign it, but go ahead. I'm just saying the Dolphins is in there a good football team. The Ravens is in there. I'm not saying Patty can't beat them, but these are good teams. They're not the Patriots. It was in court. They're not, they're not the Patriots. <laughs> it was in court. You know what I'm saying? Here's, so. My hey. thought is, though, like, even some it. I'll go further. I'll go further. I am not confident, as I usually am confident, that the Chiefs would just walk in and beat the Colts or walk in and beat the Texans if C.J. Stroud was out there or walk in and beat the Browns because somehow Kevin Stefanski has found a way to win these games. I'm just not. And you going to pick, pick them? I wouldn't pick them. But here's what I would say. In years past, I would know for certain. Chiefs, Browns, that's a buy. Yeah, you, might as well, they you might as well stimulate right, but why the game. Does that, why does that elevate to panic? Because I, I think in life, it's not just about who you're capable of beating. I think life is also about who you're capable of losing to. Who are you capable of being also? Correct. Because that's the reason why I'm not panicked. We talk about Patrick Mahomes not playing up to the level that we're We've used to seeing him as. Boy. Yes, but... That's in him, though. But is it in, in them? him? Is it that I part? don't know. I, I don't know, but I know it's in Travis Kelsey. I know it's in Andy Reid, who's sure. been able to elevate talent that we think not much of. Still to this day, we don't think much of that talent that, that was in the Super Bowl last year, winning alongside Patrick Mahomes. Remember at the beginning of the year last year when we were all concerned about what it's going to look like without Tyreek Hill, and then they proved us wrong. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are elements to this team where there is not just greatness, all-time greatness in them. So, yes, what are you capable of doing? What, what are you capable of being as well? But I agree. The issue for me is not with Andy, it's not with Pat, it's not with Kelsey. Now, I do think Andy Reid's superpowers, power is minimalized when he doesn't have the bye week. When he had the bye week and going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, you could scheme up Tony, you could scheme up more. Without the bye week, his superpower is a little bit marginalized. Where I'm at is the Chiefs, almost like the Eagles, haven't looked great all year. All year. That's- this is the Chiefs. This is them. And so... I can't trust that the Chiefs will just magically turn it around. If the Chiefs were to play the Browns in the playoffs, it's not going to be a blowout. No. It's not going to be a blowout. You better hope that— Do you you get extra points for the blowout? No, (laughs) but if it's close, then that means they have an opportunity to beat you. Uh, Whereas I just don't think— Yes, but the opportunity, what what is that margin of opportunity? What's the difference in the opportunity? And I don't want to talk about about the Browns today because they're doing a nice job. But what is the difference, right? What is that opportunity difference if it's a close game between the Browns and the Chiefs? Because to me, that greatness that's in Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and that we've seen from other moments, by the way, the Chiefs defense as well, all of that is the difference between a close game and a playoffs against a team that's that's having a nice trip. But what about about 
Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Because that greatness usually would have elevated Patrick Mahomes to beat the Buffalo Bills. But it didn't. Remember, Travis Kelsey made one of the greatest football plays I've seen in the last decade when he threw the ball. I think it was to Kadarius Tony, who runs in, but then Kadarius Tony was offsides. Patrick Mahomes found Marquez Valdez-Scantling in what would have beat the Eagles, but MBS ran the wrong route. Patrick Mahomes hit Kadarius Tony in both hands week one against the Lions, but it's a drop pick six. So the greatness all season has been undermined by the other players. And I do believe that this season will end for the Chiefs, how this season has gone for the Chiefs the whole season, other players undermining the greatness of Mahomes and or Andy Reid. All of their wins in the postseason last year were within one possession. And don't you think that they have gotten one possession worse? Because I believe that they have. Well, the record... Indicates that they have. Indicates they have gotten a little bit worse, but they're still going to be in the postseason. But, I mean, even, even record, that, that, that's, that's all good, right? Because, I mean, we all can sit up here and say if the game is close, we're going to take Patty, right? But it's been a bunch of close games this year where we take Patty and the other guys is not making the plays for Patrick Mahomes. In the past, those dudes were making the plays for Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is not missing these throws. He's putting these throws on the money and these dudes aren't making the plays. This season, I mean, it was a number. Patty ain't been held under 20 points. I mean, was held under 20 points six times in his career. This season, he's been held under 20. That's, that's why we're concerned. That's why we panic because, yes, it might not be a lot of superpower in the AFC, but they play in defense. They play defense. The Cleveland, you're not finna just tell me Patrick Mahomes is just finna run through this Cleveland defense or this Baltimore defense. Like, they playing defense. You know, so for me, yes, I'm confident in Patrick Mahomes, but I'm not confident in the dudes around him making the plays, and that's why the points show it, that's why the records show it, and that's why the inconsistency shows it. I'm just listening to you guys, man. I'm just trying to be a team player. Because you're telling me that you're confident in the Dolphins. You just told me that. But you're not I confident. Said the Dolphins is a good football team, yes. But you, how you, so you're confident in the Dolphins, you're not confident in the Chiefs? No, because I'm confident in Tyreek Hill and, and Tua and Jalen Waddle. Them boys is on the same page. Them boys is catching the football. Patrick Mahomes dudes ain't. And they not on the same They're page. They're losing against good teams. They got the best record in the AFC. Close they losing to good, game, good, good teams. You, they lost to the Chiefs. You talking about record record they lost to the Chiefs? So the team that you you panicking that you're not confident, they beat them. The guys you like, mm-hmm. right? The biggest question mark that you said that you said is that the uh, the Cowboys they haven't beat no no good teams other than the Eagles, right? And the Dolphins. So I'm just trying to figure this whole thing out. You're not confident. No, you are confident today on, on the Dolphins, but before you said the biggest question marks was. The Dolphins and the Cowboys haven't beat no good teams. But you're not confident in the Chiefs. Do you get where I'm lost? In court? I don't know why you, we would be in trouble in court. I don't know why <laughs> you lost if you watch the, Chiefs, the way the Chiefs playing. The Chiefs, they're not playing great. I give you that. But when I ask you, what teams are playing great? What teams in the AFC are so confident that you're in? Only thing you can tell me is, is the Ravens. But and the Ravens' defense is solid, and, and the Ravens' offense is, is cool. Name me other team in the AFC. Even, that hold up. Name me other team in the AFC that you're so confident. I'm waiting for one other team. To me, there's a difference, right? I would say that the Bengals are playing great. I would say the Bengals are playing great with what they have. Keep in mind what the Bengals currently have and how they're still winning games. I'd say they're playing great. Now, the Bengals' greatness might not be able to beat the Bill, might not be able to beat the Chiefs playing average. But my, my dilemma is if the Chiefs do not play great, they are now incredibly beatable. Last year, the Chiefs playing average, I believe they still could have gotten to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This year, the Chiefs playing average, so I fervently right, believe right. they will not. So we had to break down the. Let's do it like the semifinal. We had to break down the AFC playoff teams, right, that you guys are 
I'm not even gonna say confident. It doesn't say AFC teams. So you got you got the the, the Dolphins. They're the no, yep. they're second so best. Ravens. So the Ravens, we, I feel like we all feel like they're a good solid, solid. team. Yep. All right, but we, let's put them on this side, right? So who else? The Dolphins. The Dolphins is up there. Which today you guys are confident, but before you wasn't. Well, no, I think they're like solid Chiefs. team. Yes, they're a good team. Okay, boom. Who else? The Browns, right? We we can't be confident about them like that. They're doing good for what they got. They're that's what playing, you said. They playing good so, football. So who else? The Bills. They trying to get back in this thing for real. I know they beat the yeah. Cowboys. That was a great win, but who else? But so, so when I, I can't panic when I know who Patrick Holmes is going against. Yeah, and, and house, Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes, they would love to have mm-hmm. the old traditional Chiefs, what they do. Yeah. They win in games, they're smoking people, offense going crazy, touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. Is Tyreek Hill there or he's not there? That's yeah. what they do. Super Bowl last year. Yeah. But they're not doing that. So let's go to all the other competition. Let's do that for a second, yeah. right? Who else is doing it? We see, can't say the Dolphins. See, I, I think he's... Because every time the play a good team, yeah. what happens? They take L's. But I think you're taking it as we think Patrick Mahomes can't win. It's not, about, not, it's not, about, it's not about Pat. It's about the Chiefs right That's now. That's what I'm saying. I think you're saying we think they can't win. We're not saying that. Well, you say you, you panicking. I'm saying you yes, panicking. because the type of football they're playing right now, I'm right. not confident that they can go in there and but, just convincingly the, get this but, thing but, but, done but like the, they have the, in the past. But the panicking football that they're playing, right, they can beat all these other teams in the AFC. That's what I'm saying. So I can't panic, right, when they can beat these teams as just regular, too. Yeah, they can. No doubt. And that's why you're not and I, got, and, I, and I got an MVP, and I got, yeah. I, got a, I got the best coach to ever touch a football field, yeah. Andy Reid. I feel you. So I feel like even yeah. with Travis Kelsey dropping the pass, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Because I know he don't catch that. Uh-huh. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. The struggling yeah. Chiefs, right, where they at, uh-huh. with, with Andy Reid with you. and Patrick Mahomes yep. going against – the, the Dolphins that can't be the winning team. Yeah. The, uh, the, um, the Browns that just, uh-huh. they just find a way to win, yeah. right? They, the football guys, they tired of You say winning, is, winning is what matters to you, though. So that's what I'm saying. So when, yeah. I pan- when I'm panicking, panic is like, yo, you know what? I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I don't see that with I'm the with you. That's why the panic button is with me. Because guess what? Because <laughs> you know, when, when, when they get to the playoffs yeah. and they win one game, they got another, the second game, they're going to win that one. Mm. You are going to do the flip-flop thing, and you're going to say, you know what, this team seems good. This team, they, they, they reckon with. If they play in the right way. The All reason right, well, why we'll I'm panicking, we'll see. and it's over here we'll with see. me, is because the Kansas City Chiefs are not playing the right football. That's why they're the topic, okay. because they're not playing the right football. Point blank, period. And, and I'm not extremely confident that these receivers are just going to flip a switch, mm-hmm. and when they play the Baltimore defense or the Cleveland defense, all right, or the Dolphins, they just going to, and Ramsey and them boys, they're just going to flip it on and catch all these passes, because they have not done it all season long. Mm-hmm. And I true, truly believe in the playoffs, it is going to bite them, just like it has bitten yeah. them the last couple weeks Let's against some solid football teams. So, so would you be surprised, Mr. Payne? I would never be surprised be- if Patty won. <laughs> okay. That don't mean I ain't panicking. This, uh, right, bro. this I mean, would, this I mean, would be like, the first time where I wouldn't be surprised if Patty lost. No doubt. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised no. if he won. But this would be the first year in a long time where I would be I wouldn't be surprised if he lost as well. Well, the Bills surprised me when they blew out the Dallas Cowboys in convincing, convincing fashion. But are the Bills, who aren't even in the playoff picture yet, are they quietly the, the best playoffs? team in the AFC? Now, this isn't at the nine seed. Are you panicking? At the nine seed. <laughs> are they quietly the best team Where's that? Where's in the that? AFC? That's next on Speed. Y'all killing me today.
Pack family, we are in third and long. This one is good. Third topic of the day. Buffalo Bills, they destroyed the Dallas Cowboys at home yesterday. It was ugly from the beginning. 31-10, a final score. Dak Prescott held to a season low, 134 passing yards. Buffalo now won three out of their last four games and the loss in overtime to the Philadelphia Eagles in the link by only three points. So the Bills have not been beaten in, over in regulation the last four games. Joy, are the Bills quietly the best team in the AFC? Do the Baltimore Ravens not exist? Yeah, they in there. They at number one. They Can we talk seed. about the Baltimore Ravens ever, like for five minutes? <laughs> They're the best team in the AFC, mm. not just by the record. They beat a division-leading Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. They just did that. Yeah, dominated too a little bit. Happened. It did happen. Does that matter? They got eleven wins too. They do. Where, <laughs> the Bills. Where are the Bills? Are, the, yeah. are they in the wild card spot? Yeah, yeah with the. Can we pull up the AFC <laughs> playoff picture real quick? With the elite quarterback, they. Um, <laughs> where are they at? In the league. In the league. <laughs> tied with, obviously tied, but in the AFC. Yes, no, they, they, are not, they are not quietly the best team in the AFC. They're playing really good football. I'm happy about it. But please, we must, I demand that we put a little bit of respect on the Baltimore Ravens. Can we just do, can we sprinkle a little spec? Just a little bit of spec? No? I can't. <laughs> no, Ravens, Ravens are good. Ravens are good. Ravens what do you mean they're good? good. They're the best team in the AFC. They're, they're objectively yeah, by the record. best team. Yes. It's going to be a good game. This game. <laughs> that's, why, that's what I'm trying to get at. We're not talking about the league. We're not talking about the league. I think that the – it's hard for me. This one actually is difficult. At this point in time, the Bills are at least playing like the best team in the AFC. At least at a minimum, they're playing like it. I would say that the Bills are currently the best team in the AFC. Obviously, the Ravens not by sneaky, record are. Just the best? Dude, here's my thing. Even if you pull up that playoff picture, the Bills are still in the hunt. The three teams above them, yeah. quarterback out, quarterback out, quarterback, quarterback out. out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Texans quarterback was out. Mm -hmm. Colts quarterback is out. Bengals quarterback is out. Browns quarterback is out. So, though by record the Bills are the ninth best team in the AFC, they're definitely not the ninth best team in the AFC. Yeah. So, I'm already jumping them up there. Then I'm looking at the way that Josh Allen with his back against the wall he's something serious. Now, I won't argue with Joe. If you want to say the Ravens are the best team in the NFC, AFC, by, by all means. Because truth be told, on any given Sunday, I think the Ravens likely would beat the Bills. But it's just hard for me to bet against the Bills right now because they make me feel stupid shady when I do. Yeah, I would go with uh, the Ravens too, Joey. I think that the Ravens are playing better football, be more consistent. <sighs> um, and they're healthy. They're more healthier too. I think that if people forget that the Bills got a lot of injuries. The Bills got a lot of injuries on defense. We got a lot of injuries in general. And look at the Ravens, they look complete. Right, and I think they're getting better and better and better. Look at the wide receiver core, where it's it's new, it's put together from you know um, Rashad Bateman being injured. Now he's playing. You know Odell Beckham. Every week, Odell Beckham looks better and better and better. Now he didn't really get a chance to go off this um, yesterday, Still but he's been getting wise. better. He's moving better, yeah. catching the ball, getting more confident. And then Zay Flowers is probably the best receiver over there. He's a young boy looking good. So I gotta go with them. I, I think that they've been flying under the radar, which helps teams out. Mm -hmm. When uh, like every week, if you're getting blasted on TV or it's always question marks, it's always a question. You, you, you kind of got to, like, answer it every week. But when you're under the radar, you don't answer these questions, right? The Chiefs, every week, we're talking about them. Every week, we talk about the Bills. Lamar Jackson, been under the radar, winning games quietly. That's why we're having this conversation with the best team in the AOC. So I would go with the, uh, with the Ravens. Been more consistent all year. Yeah, when we talk quietly, I would say the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, I mean, they, they sitting at 11-3. But quietly, the Buffalo Bills. Because the reason why the panic button was over here with me and not Shady is because Shady is looking at, uh, what's my man's name? Joe Flacco? 
Mm-hmm. He's looking at uh, what, what's my name? Uh, Gardner, Gardner Minshew. No, Gardner Minshew and was, and Brownie. What was his name? Jake Brownie. Jake Brownie, Brownie from the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, right? And then you got Trevor Lawrence and the Jags really ain't playing good football. So Shady ain't panicking because them quarterback. If we take out the Bengals and put them Josh Allen Buffalo Bills in there, and Kansas City Chiefs open up with the Buffalo Bills. It's panic time when Josh Allen is in there. The Buffalo Bills is playing really good football right now. Like you say, Josh Allen is playing different football with his back against the wall. The defense is playing much better football. Quietly, yes. Don't nobody want to see the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. So they hoping the Buffalo Bills drop, sure. a, drop a game because you do not want to see Josh Allen. You'd rather see Joe Flacco, Browning, and Gardner Minshew up in that thing than Josh Allen. But the way they are playing football right now, quietly, they are playing the best football. I, I think it's only two teams that even in the AFC, that nobody wants to see. I think I, I don't think it's the Ravens. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC, but I don't think it's the Ravens. I don't think it's your Dolphins, or your all Dolphins. I think it's more of the Chiefs. People don't want to play the Chiefs. I don't care what they look like. Nobody wants to play the Chiefs. I don't care who's dropping the ball, how they're losing. You don't want to come up here that whole week. We got that, this red team with this coach and that quarterback. <laughs> we got to play them on Sunday as a, as a playoffs. No tomorrow. Chiefs. And the second one was uh, Bills. in the Bills. Josh, Chief and Josh. That's it. Yeah. So, so even, even with the 11-3, and three, you don't think the Ravens is the best team? Because I think they're the best team. But what I'm saying is a team that people don't want to play, they do not want to play the Chiefs. Yeah. So if you, yeah, we, you might not even have to worry about it because the Bills have been so inconsistent this year, they might not even be up in there. Yeah. But these teams, you're talking about all these, these backup quarterbacks are also playing really well. That's why they've managed to stay in the hunt without having Absolutely. their starting quarterback there. Yeah, no so we're talking about how the Bills are playing, and they do deserve respect. Mm-hmm. Again, I picked them to be in the Super Bowl this year. I think they are a really good team. I think Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You saw that on display. He is great. But because of the way that they played throughout the entirety of the of season, they might not even be there. Mm. Yes, if they get in, they're going to be a problem. Yes, they are. But we have to put some respect on teams that have been building consistently as well. We don't never talk about the Ravens, and they are in control of the AFC right now. They balling. They absolutely are. Well, speaking of quietly, the Eagles quietly replaced their defensive coordinator yesterday. It went under the radar, but Sean Desai, defensive coordinator, to the bench. Matt Patricia calling plays. Jalen Hurt had to fly separately to Seattle because he's sick. How worried should the Eagles be right now? They got a huge game. They must win in about three hours from now. We got to talk about it. Biggest story that nobody's talking about. Next on Speed. Get this flag for yeah, a second. You know what? We need a pep talk. Uh, Go ahead. Listen, we got the Seahawks. Uh-huh. You put a Seahawk in the cage with the Eagle, you know who gonna win that? Who gonna win that? Eagle oh. gonna win that, baby. <laughs> we ain't panicking in Philadelphia. Oh, we, we had a little loss. There's two little losses. Little. Yeah, it was, it was by a lot of points. I don't care about that. But guess what? This is what I do know. That's what I do know. I'm gonna get mad deep like a threat. Blow up your project. Then take all your assets. We need this dub. Listen. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. We're going to blow them boys up. Whoa, we, got, we got more heart. We yeah. got more leadership. Got we got champions. Ooh, and we got a heart. better head coach. And I said that. Uh, you lying. Let's go out here and we win these games on our own destiny. Yeah. And we're going to be champs. Champs. Come on. Super Bowl last year. Uh, this year's Super Bowl winner. Shady got a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? We see this flag. We see this flag. You know what time it is, baby. <laughs> you see them, look at them boys. You see them boys in that green. Oh, man. AJ, I need you, baby. Jalen Hurts, flu game. MJ did it. You couldn't do it. Do you know, 
I ain't worried about two. Walker, Walker, nice. Yeah, yeah. DK, I must DK. DK don't play with no game. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> this is a huge, huge, huge game for the Eagles, but it's also a huge game for the Seahawks. Seahawks has lost four straight on the outside looking in. Jalen Hurts has question marks. He had to fly separate away from the team playing. He's sick. He didn't want to get anybody else sick, but Shady, here was a sneaky one. Sean Desai, Eagles defensive coordinator. They have replaced him with Matt Patricia. Patricia currently calling the plays. How panicked should the Philadelphia Eagles be? Patricia, Patricia. Let me think. We'll start with the Patriots. Yep. Then the Lions. Then he went to the Lions. Back, Back to, the, to Patriots. the Patriots. Yeah. Then he do defense, then he went offense, then he went. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be honest, man. I don't like it too much. <laughs> All right, I'm not a true believer in him like that. I just mean just being honest. Hopefully when I see him, when I'm at the Philadelphia Eagles facility, <laughs> I mean, this, he know who I, this is who I am, right? I'm not hiding. I don't know if I like that. Mm. We got the panic button. I might be panicking. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because Give it to him. His, 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 his whole career has been like, whoop, up and down, yeah. flip, flop. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. But, but, but I, I do got a lot of faith in Howie and Nick Sirianni. Sure. Right? And, I, and I put a lot of that confidence also on the leadership and the experience. But. I don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. I don't know what to see. I don't know what to Because you know what? When you have a coordinator, right, you know what he does best. Mm. You know his weaknesses, his, def his deficiencies. You know third and whatever it is, we got to have it. I know what's going to be called. See, people forget that these coaches are just like, they're humans. It's like players. Mm. Right? If a player has to get this touchdown, this play, he's going to go to what he knows best. Since he's been four years old running that, doing that move, he's doing the same thing at this level, right? Same thing with these coaches. If a dude is, we need to stop and he's a blitzer, he gonna blitz, yeah. right? So I just don't, I just don't know. I think you changing um, around this time of the year. It's late. You know, guys are used to certain calls, and it might be different. I just gotta wait to see it. I'm not, I haven't been like a big fan of him his whole career, right? I've been following it, playing against him. So we'll see. It I'm, is my Eagles. I'm absolutely panicked, and it's not even that I'm panicked. The Eagles are panicked because mm -hmm. this was a panic move. Yeah. It now was. I will praise them in the midst of the panic. Because they made the right move, but this was a panic move. You, you fire your defensive coordinator 15 weeks into the season. Now, you had no choice because the defense was quite literally atrocious. But to make this move is a panic move. This is throwing something at the wall and hoping it sticks. To talk a little bit of ball, and Shady mentioned it. I'll break it down a little bit more. When you change your defensive coordinator, the philosophy within those four walls, it could change as well. One defensive coordinator might like to rush zero pressure in third down. Another defensive coordinator might like to sit back and play cover four cover two on third down. So now you just changed how the players are going to prepare. I am panicked. The Eagles are panicked. I think the Eagles should be panicked, but I will praise them in the midst of the panic because here's why I'm glad, James, and here's why I'm glad, Joy. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't just say, well, we're 10 and three. Yeah. Let's chill. We're 10 and three. We tied for the best record in football. Let's chill. No. What Sirianni said was, I know we're 10 and three, but this 10 and three record is deceptive. Mm -hmm. I know we're 10 and three, but we got blasted by the Niners, Ooh. and we got beat down by the Cowboys. Wow. So I praise Nick Sirianni because he didn't just say, we're 10-3, and three, we're going to chill. Yeah. He said, we're 10-3, and three, but we should be significantly better, and he made a move to try to yeah. get them better. Yeah. Um, all my years playing in the National Football League, whenever you make a coaching change, that's panic. Right, because that's letting you know that that coach was not getting it done. All right, that lets you know that the conversations that the head coach had with his players, they ain't like it. Right, what is he calling? What are we doing? We do not like it. Point blank, period. Right, now two things can happen this coaching change could come on, and this defense could look lights out tonight. And everybody can say, Great coaching change by the head coach, or they can go out here and they can look the same. 
for me, it's tough at this late in the season that you're just finna flip a switch and look different just because a different guy is calling the plays. I don't necessarily know that that's happening. So I'm panicking for the Philadelphia Eagles as well, too, because all the situations that I've been in with coaches getting fired, it's panic time. They have not been getting the job done, point blank, period. And if with our own two eyes we've been watching this defense, especially the last two weeks, has been absolutely terrible. Now the change is coming. You're on the road in Seattle. It is panic time for the Philadelphia Eagles. Big time. I'm not a very panicky person. Mm. I can't do panicky. Well, Joy, you... I got to know how you are in crisis. Mm. Can you take a deep breath? Can you relax? <sighs> <sighs> Can we make a reasonable decision despite the chaos? Can we remember who we are? Mm. Can we remember who we are, Shady? Like, mm. like my counselor talks to me like that. You like Rocky. Philadelphia likes Rocky, I know who right? You are. Like Rocky? Yes, I do. Rocky Balboa? Remember Rocky Three? I do. Rocky was feeling himself. Boy, he had them silk sheets. He had them diamonds and furs and then cars. He got the grip. He had the new robot. He had the new robot, dude. He's feeling himself. What happened? Clubber Lang. He got his butt whooped bad. Bad, bad. Hey, woman. Remember that? He's talking crazy to his wife. It's a whole thing. Panic. What did he do? He lost You can't win, Rock. You can't. That's a different one, but. What did he do? He got back. He got back to the real thing. What, what, what makes Rocky great? Beating up, be, up me in the hoodie, in the, in the, That's right, in the freezer. In the freezer. Mm-hmm. Right. Running them streets. Get out and run the streets. This is a perfect moment for Philadelphia to get back to their identity. Mm. And maybe everyone was feeling themselves a little bit after the Super Bowl. By the way, they were in the Super Bowl. Most teams have Super Bowl hangovers. That's right. For different reasons. Maybe it's injuries. Maybe it's you played those extra games. It's called that for a reason. So just get back to the Philadelphia identity. I don't hate it. I mean, everyone was freaking out when San Francisco brought Steve Wilkes down on the field. Also, no panic. We didn't have a panic button for that. Oh, they, they panicked a little oh, we bit. Yeah. They panicked a little bit. Panics? Panic. I mean, I mean, some but people they, did panic. But they, but, but, but they, but they back, but they back with him again, though. We yeah, back, we back, back, baby. Look at how he tried to shoot that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, y'all, 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 yeah, we panicked. Y'all back now, though. Yeah, he looked at you like, he loves Steve Wilkes. And to her point, it's like, I guess I don't want to be in that category of panicking. Because it's a new culture uh, switch, but it makes you aware. Like, okay, things are not going well. If you look at the stats from the defense, terrible. They're, they're bad, bad. Terrible. So, so it, you could call it a panic moment to switch a coach, but I don't. I don't see it as that. Now I really look at it as like, well, we need to change something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it might. And it might work. Isn't that what we were asking I, for? That I agree. Remember, on Friday, I w- I'm not the type that's like, oh, the Eagles are just going to get right because they got good players. No, 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 no. I've been saying, unless the Eagles do something, mm-hmm. it is bad. Ten and three record, I didn't care. But here's my, here's my dilemma, Joy, is get back to their identity. The question is, what's their identity? Because Jonathan Gannon, a year ago today, was the Eagles defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Then Sean Desai, a week ago today, was the Eagles defensive coordinator. Then Matt Patricia... Today is the Eagles defensive coordinator. So what is your identity? Because as somebody who played defense, as a lone defender on the desk, if we got one D.C. a year ago, then another D.C. a week ago, then another D.C. today, what is my identity? I don't exactly know it. Is my identity blitzing? Is it dropping? Is it multi-variational looks? Is it basic looks? What exactly is my identity? So we're asking the Eagles to get back to their identity. I just don't know exactly what it is. So if you're saying that, then what is your take on Really, really good teams, or no, no, really, really good size of the ball, right? Offensive side of the ball, if it's really, really good, that coach is going to leave a new coaching yep. job. Mm-hmm. And then another guy that steps in in his place from the same tree does the same thing. The Niners defense, yeah. right? They keep getting new defensive coordinators, and they keep 
consistently being a really, really good defense. Right. Yep. So when you say that, how do you answer back to that? Great question. So the Niners, I look at it two different things, then okay. I'll get to the Eagles. D'Amico Ryans was under Robert Sala as a right. linebacker coach. Mm-hmm. So D'Amico ran Sala's defense. Mm-hmm. Sala gone, D'Amico in, same defense, not a big deal. Cool. The dilemma came with Steve Wilkes because Wilkes started to run a different defense. Mm-hmm. That's why Shanahan and Wilkes had a very public beef after the blitz, zero blitz versus the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, Wilkes, we don't run defense like that. I want to run the defense how I run it. That's why the, the, the Niners had all those issues. By week, they fixed their issues. Here's the dilemma with my Eagles, too. Offensively, I'm with you. When... Uh, Mike McDaniel leaves, you're still running Shanahan's offense. So Slowick can run it. Now Slowick goes to the Texans. You're still running Shanahan's offense. Sean McVay, when Zach Taylor leaves to go to the Bengals, still Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. When Kevin O'Connell leaves to go to the Vikings, still Sean McVay. But Nick Sirianni's not a defensive mind. Mm-mm. That's why, if you remember the dilemma, Eagles got rid of Gannon. Uh, right. Gannon took the linebacker coach to make him the D.C. in Arizona. Mm-hmm. The Eagles wanted to promote the defensive backs coach. Defensive back coach, I'm sure you know this more than anybody. He wanted the job. But Nick Sirianni hired on the outside. He mm-hmm. hired the side. Mm-hmm. So the defensive back coach left to be the Ravens defensive back coach, and now the Ravens defense is also balling. So where I'm at with it all is there are different types of defense because it's not all within the building. Well, okay, so let me ask you this. So other than the, the, the numbers, right, and the, and the, the, the performance-based mm-hmm. defense-wise, we kind of – it's similar, though. Like – he don't blitz, Gannon didn't blitz. I think that, so. Some, some of that's the play, though. We ain't getting the pressure we got with rushing only four. We're yep. now we're not getting that. We're, before we did get that. I think a lot is different. I think, one, fundamentally, you have an issue. And then I, I think we downplayed it on TV. Eagles got a new secondary coach, a new linebacker coach, a new DC, I believe maybe a new D-line coach. I can't confirm that. So y'all realize in the building, you got three or four different teachers? Of course there was going to be fall off. Of course there was going to be. But we talking about fall-off, like, <laughs> they're still a 10-3 team. But fall-off And it might be 11-3 and three tonight, like, despite all of this. So I hear you, and maybe we're, maybe we're holding them to the standard of a great team like we should. Like, we're holding them. They're, they're, they're being punished by their own success, right? Yeah, but they're also just bad defensively. Like, they're 28th. Even, so you know make I mean? a move. So make a move, which they did. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But the, we, we, we're punishing them for not making moves, and then they make moves and they're panicking. They're not as good as they were last year, but they're still at the top of the NFC. Like, what is, what is the standard for the Eagles? What do we want from them? They have to blow everybody out the way that the Niners are blowing everybody this. out? I wanted this. This I'm cool with. Like, I'm, this I'm good with. You made the move you had to make. Am I panicked? Absolutely. But you still made the right move because you didn't have a choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't have a choice. You had to make this move. And, and for me, like I said, this, this can go either way. Because we all know as coaches that are not running something, like an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, head coach, the other coaches that's sitting in the back, they're hearing all the stuff the players are saying. Right? They're seeing all the stuff that maybe the coaches should be doing different. Right? So we're talking about identity. Right? We know when you play Todd Bowles, you better be ready for pressure. Because yeah, pressure, he's right. going to bring it every yep. single play. So for me... As a defensive coordinator, when you come in there, Patricia, and you sit in this defensive meeting, number one, you sit down with these dudes. Hey, look, what we like, what, what do we, what do we do best? What's our favorite coverages? What, what's our favorite blitz packages? What do we do best? And they need to go out there and apply that, right? Are you going to be an aggressive defense? Are you going to sit back, not bring a lot of pressure, rush for, and we gonna play coverage, and you gonna hope that's gonna get there? But you have to find a way to do something that you gonna have to lean back on. Right now, this defense is all over the place. They don't have nothing to lean back back on. Like we are going to play this coverage, or we are bringing pressure. We ain't seen that. It's inconsistent. Same way with the offense. What you gonna do? man. 
You're going to run it. You're going to throw it. Like, what's their identity, right? When your back is against the wall, you don't know what you're doing. And that's why Jalen Hurts and this offense is up and down. So he's going to have to find a way. The plays is going to be called different, right? He's going to come in there. He's been a defensive coordinator before. He's going to come in there and do what he got to do. Is it going to be more pressure or is it going to be sit back and just play? And you made a point, James. I think it was maybe last Thursday, Friday. I think we can all attest to it. Oftentimes on third down, Joy, I already know what play my coach was going to call. On third and six, I already know they're going to call even Jeff. One hole. To be in the like I don't even. I already know it's gonna come. I'm surprised when he calls something different. I'm yeah. like, oh, that was interesting. I wonder why he called that. Yeah. On second and short, I already know they're gonna call like West Pack. I already, I already know what's what's coming. Yeah. But when you got a new DC, it's like third and six. Did yeah. you just call zero? Yeah. So now you're like, no oh, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But like, but so here's the point. Like we, we don't know. So he's been in the building for a while. Yes. Right? I remember I went to camp. He was in there and he was talking to the guy. So. It's one of them things where he might be really involved more than we know, okay. right? And, and, yeah, he might not be, at the time, the, the, the head um, defensive coordinator. But when he's in there talking as much as the co- coordinator, that's when it's like, okay, I'm comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know how he thinks because he's been working with us since week one. So you never know. We don't. We're going to see tonight, though. Yeah. We will they got some out. good offensive weapons over there. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, what we found out yesterday, the Cowboys were not up to par on the oh, road. They, oh, they panicked them. They panic. They panicking for sure. Yeah, they, they leave it on. Let's leave it on. <laughs> but how alarming was the Cowboys' blowout loss to the Bills? That's next on Speak. Hey, woman. Got to bring y'all into the film room to explain this Cowboys blowout loss how I see it. The Cowboys have a roster construction problem because their contact players don't play contact positions and their contact positions are occupied by non-contact players. Let me show you exactly what I mean as we get into the film room. Now what you are going to see, the Buffalo Bills currently have two tight ends and two running backs on the field. We call that 22 personnel. So explain to me how the Cowboys think they can defend this with one true off-ball linebacker. Remember, number 14, safety. Number six, Donovan Wilson, safety. Number one, Jerron Curse, safety. Number 30, safety. So how do you explain when you count up these nine men in the blocks versus the nine men offensively in the box, how do you think that you are going to stop this running play, Cowboys? You only got one linebacker because your roster is constructed poorly. Now, when we take another look back at it, you can't can't stop this because they come out in 22 personnel and you come out with one off-ball linebacker based on roster construction. This was an easy six-yard gain. But now let me expand on a thought. This thought is very simple. The Cowboys contact players play non-contact positions and their contact positions are occupied by non-contact players. I'm going to break it down very, very simply. This man right here is a safety, Marquise Bell. This person right here, Dawson Knox, is a tight end. On this play, Dawson Knox is going to block that safety, but this person shouldn't be a safety. He should be a linebacker, America. This dude should be a backer. So what happens when this tight end, Dawson Knox, when he goes up to block that individual, he wins. But if he was a backer, if this dude was 6'3", 240 instead of 6'3", 205, I guarantee you that the Cowboys would have a different result. But instead, the safety Donovan Wilson, he comes up and he's the contact player. You got contact player playing non-contact positions and you got contact positions occupied by non-contact players. Which player on this play delivered the most force for the Cowboys? It was the safety Donovan Wilson. Hit the dude so hard that he couldn't even get up off the ground with his right shoulder. The Cowboys have a roster construction issue. Once again, contact players are playing non-contact positions, and their contact positions are occupied by non-contact players. That's why, Joy, to me, the loss was alarming. Not because the Cowboys are a bad team, not because they can't win, just because I see roster construction deficiencies. But I take it you're not that alarmed. 
Hell is old as time. <laughs> I hear it. You hear that? Like, that's all I got for you. That's all I got for you, James. Um, man, I've been watching the Cowboys for a long time. I'm watching this Cowboys since the start of Dak's career. This is not alarming. This is not surprising. And if you're talking about this year, it really shouldn't be surprising because this is how the Cowboys play on the road. Mm. They don't play good. They don't play good on the road. They, in their wins, I'm just trying to know, uh, Dak, is, Dak is really good. 71% completion percentage, 272 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, two interceptions. Mm. Their losses to the Cardinals, remember that? That was bad, 28-16 to the Niners. Woo! 42-10, to 10. Philadelphia, 28-3. And the Bills, 31-10. to 10. In those losses, 62% completion percentage, 222, 227, I'm sorry. And then five touchdowns to five interceptions, five giveaways. He, it's a different team with Dak on the road in these losses. So it's not really alarming because this is what happens. They get on a roll. Everyone starts losing their minds. Everyone just wants the Cowboys to lose because everyone hates the Cowboys and everyone's got to start talking about MVP and it's the Super Bowl year. Maybe all those things are still true. But you are what you habitually do. So it's not alarming to me, and nor is it something that I'm super concerned about because this is what I expect from the Cowboys. This was all lined up for the Bills to, to perform this way. I am not surprised. So I guess you're not surprised because you aren't pro-Cowboys. But if you're a Cowboys fan, I'm not anti-Cowboys. I don't know what Cowboys fans be doing. But what I'm saying is the Cowboys are a good team. There have been no great teams throughout the, consistent, throughout the entirety of this year. There have been no great teams, in my opinion. The Cowboys are one of the very good teams this year. But in their losses on the road, they have really struggled. And Dak has struggled. So what concerns me long-term about this Cowboys team has always been what's concerned me about, to me about this Cowboys team. What are you going to do against the best competition when it matters most and you're up against it? When things start to fall apart, can you recover in-game? All those questions still remain. We know they're going to be in the postseason. We know that they have these losses. Yeah, that's alarming um, big time because we all know it's a copycat league, right? And on the road, the Dallas Cowboys, somehow they don't bring their physicality. Somehow they start off slow, right? The Dallas Cowboys team, when they are up in football games, are really, really good. Everybody knows the way to go downhill at Micah Parsons, run the football at Micah Parsons to be able to eliminate him from really wrecking this game. You can do that when you're up in football games. The Dallas Cowboys on the road have not brought their own energy. We all know on the road, right? And yes, Philly fans may travel well. I know Packers fans travel well and all that, but it ain't like playing at home. When you get down 10 points, this crowd ain't going to pump you up and do all that type stuff. It ain't happening. The Dallas Cowboys have not brought their own energy on the road. Number two, when they play really physical football teams on the road, they get bullied. Yeah. Like, that was embarrassing. And I know it's safeties playing linebackers and all that, but they were running the ball straight downhill at the Dallas Cowboys and moving them out of the way. 100-plus yards in the first half rushing the football on a team who really don't want to run it. They want Josh Allen to be able to make all these plays. So that was embarrassing. And you're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, especially after and that loss. And this is your pedigree this year on the road, how do you expect to go on the road in the playoffs and just automatically, like I say, hit a switch yeah. and turn it on? It's not going to happen. So they got a couple road games left. They need to get this fixed. Well, staying in the NFC East, a little breaking news. Jalen Hurts officially is playing tonight. Game just two and a half hours away. But when we return, I, I got to comment on this. Sean Payton went in on Russell Wilson publicly, embarrassing Russell Wilson. 
But is Sean Payton out of line? Oh, come back for this conversation. That's next on Speak. I couldn't believe it. In a hurry-up offense, Broncos called for an offsides penalty during the fourth quarter of their blowout loss to the Lions. But then, get this, Sean Payton erupts on the sideline, going in on Russell Wilson. He talked about the heated moment after. Take a listen. You know, you know, the call, why were you, what were you yelling at Russell about? Listen, what I talk with Russell about is none of your business. That's right. Just like that. Ain't none of your business. Media always trying to my business. I hated that. I didn't hate the quote. No issue with the quote. Wait, what part you hated? Him yelling at Russ like that. When I think about it this season, I don't know what quarterbacks I can recall Shady getting yelled at like that. I know Pat hasn't been. I know Josh Allen hasn't been. I know Brock Purdy hasn't been. I know Tua Tungvaluwa hasn't been. I know Lamar Jackson hasn't been. I know Jalen Hurts hasn't been. I know Dak Prescott hasn't been. The only quarterbacks I can recall being yelled at like this are Daniel Jones and Mac Jones, which leads me to ask a very simple question. Sean Payton, who you think you are? And Russell Wilson has to ask, who you think I am that you talking to me like that? Shady, I just hate it because treat the man with the respect of a Super Bowl champ like you, Sean Payton. Y'all both got one, except Russ has been to another. Treat him with the respect of an 11, 12-year NFL vet. But you talking to Russell Wilson like that? Nah, that's bad math. What's disrespectful, though? Because they, because in a hostile football game, a hostile alpha males playing this sport for years and years and years, they can't have a disagreement. I'm your coach, you the player, I'm upset with the maybe play you done did or something happened, and I'm yelling and I'm in my feelings. You can't do that. That's that's wrong in football. Not to Russ. Not to Russ. I seen I seen Bruce Arians get at Tom Brady. I didn't see it. I'm, not I'm saying telling that you, you did. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you though. Like, yeah. is that is that cool? Yeah. This is football. We play. This is football. It's not. It's not. Yeah. This is football. This ain't a regular job in America. This is this is this is a game, a sport that's hostile. Sure. That's that. It's violent. Yeah. Right. And as players, we get into it with the coach, and then after that, we go hug when we when we get to the locker yeah. room. That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like now everybody's so sensitive, and they forget that this is a violent sport. We gonna yell, mm-hmm. right? For our days off, we go in there, we work out, like, Urgh. right? For for for, <laughs> for context, like, we go in there and we like pin each other down. No it's the only mm-hmm. legal thing you could do. You could hurt a man physically yeah. and not go to jail for it. Yeah, it's true, true. So you telling me that a verbal disagreement, or maybe I might raise my voice because I'm the coach. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, you played this game. You yeah. know that. You played in Texas too. Mm. Time and a place. Yeah. You never. You what's, ne- what's a better oh, time and place? Right? You never got yelled at before. Oh, you never got yelled at before. My coach knew not to do that to me. Mm. You, you've never got yelled at before. Not like not on a public platform like that. No. Uh, no, 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 no. But my and, and okay. I, yeah, I played for a yeller of all yeah. yellers in Will Muschamp. Yeah. So he, never, so he never. So you from from a freshman <laughs> he said never ever. to a senior. I did once before the Oklahoma game my sophomore year, and I went to him after. It was in walkthrough. It wasn't on a game. I went to him after, and it was like, hey. That's not how I respond. Yeah. Did, 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 when he yells, did you check him right in the spot? Or you wait until later. I chill. So but it was I, private. So, okay. So how you know privately? <laughs> Russ stands. Hey, look, coach. I, I, you totally right. I'm, I'm, I'm tripping. But don't yell at me like that. Just talk to me. He didn't yell at me like that in public. Is what I'm saying. They want those cameras out. Private. Well, for I, me, come for, on, man. For me though, I don't mind this at all. Number one, this is how I was raised as a little kid. Coaches for sure. Get on you. Number two, when I was in the league, I used to always tell the coaches, Aaron, the coaches, all. If I'm not doing my job, get on me. And we don't know what the contents of the conversation is, but I always used to tell Aaron, my coaches, and everything. I know the difference between disrespect. And right. you getting on me. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So obviously with Rush just sitting there chilling, obviously it wasn't nothing disrespectful. We're in the heat of the moment. Bruh, hold the ball. I don't want to call that play right there. Maybe they challenge it. Who knows what they was talking right. about right. right there. So I'm good in the heat of the moment with them getting on, on each other like that. But you know the thin line between not to disrespect me, point blank, period. But 
Everybody can get it. I Everybody. hate the notion of your Hall of Fame guy or your Super Bowl. Everybody, if I get yelled at, you can get it too. Wait, wait, Deuce Daly used to get at me all the time. Yeah, producers yelling right now, gotta go to break. <laughs> Jordan, I can't wait to get your answer on the other side of this commercial break. I'm not with it. And get your feet off the desk, Shady, since we yelling. So yell, you gonna yell at me? Push the chair, man. <laughs> Joy with Sean Payton out of line. How much did they get smoked by? Ooh, 42. 17. Ooh, my goodness. 42, 17. 42, 17. Yeah, everybody can get it. This, this team <laughs> sold for, for $4.65 billion. He is making 200 plus. Mm. You could get yelled at. You'd be all right. Mm-hmm. You'd be all right. Yeah, yeah. What if You're I say- not playing well. They're seven and seven. Mm. This we th- you are you are the man. You can't be messing up. Yeah. It's I, I, I get it. He's a Super Bowl winner. Correct. It's, it's, There's a difference between disrespect, like James said, and the heat of the moment. Yeah. There's a lot on the line. There are jobs on the line. There's legacy on the line. And you getting smoked. Nah, you get. Can I find? You see that Walter Payton man of the year in that seat? I'm gonna find a video of him doing that against Drew Brees. You believe that? I'm gonna do a reason for that. Captain and a Walter Payton. Nah, coach, watch him out. 